G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. As a child, I remember the excruciating wait for Christmas. But it turns out that leading up to the very first Christmas, there was also an excruciating wait. People were waiting for something. Someone. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome to A Different Perspective as we kick this week off with a new series called Great Expectations. And do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about my free daily devotional, Fresh. It's all about helping you draw closer to Jesus to become all he made you to be. I remember this time of year when I was a kid, that that sense of anticipation. Christmas was just round the corner. The Christmas tree, the smell of that pine tree through the house. Mum would be baking this, this bread that she always baked at Christmas time. And, and my dad, well, he always baked this, this six-layer chocolate tort that was truly stunning. And as each day crept by, time seemed to slow. Those last couple of weeks heading into Christmas, they seemed to pass at an excruciatingly slow pace. When would the presents finally be there? When would the time finally come? How could this be going so slowly? I guess for a child, that excruciating and delightful sense of anticipation is so much of what Christmas was all about. But then, then we grow up. And somehow, Christmas becomes just, well, part of the routine. How does it feel to you, this time heading into Christmas? Excruciating yet delightful anticipation? Or just... Well, get through to the end of the year so I can have a bit of a break. For most people, it's the latter. It doesn't matter what we believe, Christmas seems to be a heavily commercialised, advertised, homogenised experience. Presents that nobody needs, food that nobody can eat. At least that's, that's the case for the privileged people who can afford all that stuff. For the poor, for the needy, for for the family starving in a refugee camp and the lonely widow and the sick and the disabled. You look at all this this Western Santa Claus Christmas hype. That sort of thing that Christmas looks like, well, it must look, from that angle, disgusting. If God is God, if Christmas is Christmas, if Jesus is Jesus, I want God to deliver me from this place. God promises so much, why doesn't he deliver me? There are people today listening to this program in Sierra Leone in Liberian refugee camps, in Cape Town in a prison. And when you look at this Christmas thing, all that God promises, from from their angle, it must feel like, well, why, why doesn't God deliver for me? Let's hold on to that thought, because it's really important as we go back 2,000 years And look at what was going on for the people of Israel in those weeks and years, and in fact, in the centuries leading up to the first Christmas. Because just like the child today, those people had a sense of real anticipation. 
just like the poor and the oppressed today. They were looking for God to deliver them. See, Israel had had an amazing history to this point. It all began with Abraham, who had a son called Isaac, who had a son called Jacob. And Jacob had 12 sons who were the fathers of the 12 tribes of Israel. And they found themselves in slavery in Egypt. And eventually God went to Moses and and said, Go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And then the plagues came and Moses led them through the Red Sea that parted and they spent 40 years in the desert. And finally, they made it to the promised land, the land we know as Israel today, the land flowing with milk and honey that God promised Abraham centuries before. When they got there over the coming centuries, they went through a lot of things, good kings, bad kings, but they strayed from God. And so God in 586, 587 BC allowed the Babylonians to come in and destroy Jerusalem, destroy the temple take what was left of the Israelites as slaves in captivity in Babylon. And there they spent 70 years in slavery until the Persians, King Cyrus, let them come back to the promised land. The whole of the Old Testament, God spent sending his prophets, men who called Israel back to God, sending his prophets to Israel. And the whole of the Old Testament, Israel rejected the prophets and went their own way. So all of a sudden... God stopped talking to them through the prophets. And for four or five centuries before that first Christmas, God stopped sending prophets. Now, four or five centuries rolls off the tongue really easily. But by jinga, that's a long time. God just stopped speaking dead silence from God. And that time in Babylon, 586, 587 BC, and the 70 years that followed was a turning point because before then, Israel was ruled by its own kings, albeit that Israel had split actually into two nations, Israel in the north and Judah in the south, but they had their own kings. But after they returned from Babylon, except for a short period, Israel was always under occupation by someone. In fact, that was the case right through until the modern state of Israel was declared after World War II in 1948. Two and a half thousand years occupied by another country. And when they returned from the Babylonian exile in 518 BC, the Persians and then the Greeks desecrated the temple and did pagan sacrifices. And then in 164 BC, there was the Maccabean revolt. And for for a brief century, they were free. And then came the brutal oppression of the Roman Empire. The people of Israel were God's chosen people. What a mess their lives were, and the nation was in, but they remembered God's promise to King David centuries before, their greatest king, and you can read it. I'm going to read it to you now. In in the Old Testament, in 2 Samuel chapter 7, beginning at verse 12, God made this promise to David. When your days are over and, and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, who will come from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, he will be my son. When he does wrong, I will punish him with a rod, with floggings inflicted by men. But my love will never be taken from him, as I took my love away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Your house and your kingdom will endure before me. Your throne will be established forever. Big promise. And now... Israel, you know, is is occupied by the Romans and they're going back to this promise and thinking, what about the promise of God? And so they were expecting God to show up. They had a high level of expectation, a saviour, a messiah, a king like David. See, the term messiah 
means God's anointed one. It was a term used for the king of Israel. They were waiting for a king with eager anticipation. And lots of people came along saying, well, I'm that king. I mean, the land was full of false messiahs around when Jesus was born. David was the greatest king of all. He was a warrior. He defeated all of Israel's enemies in battle. They wanted a messiah, a king just like David. And so there was this sense of eager anticipation in those years leading up to the first Christmas. Israel was expecting a messiah. They were anticipating what we now call Christmas. And it's obvious to them that the Messiah would have to be a warrior like David. I mean, look at this whole Roman occupation. Look at God's promise. Obviously, God will send us a king like David to kick the backsides of the Romans right out of our land. If God is God, he has to deliver on his promises. If God is God, he has to show up. He has to set us free. What they got, though, was Jesus. Not at all what they expected. They struggled to make sense of him. He was a surprise package, completely different from everything they expected of that first Christmas. Christmas. Jesus. What do you expect? The Word of God is alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's Word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.